Hello, hello. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Optimizing Your Financial World. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. As always, we've got Mark Wade, the president of Echelon Family Office, four decades worth of experience joining us today uh, to go through another wealth management-related topic. And today, we've got a we've got a fun little spin on the wealth management approach. As you've heard in, in prior conversations between Mark and myself, you know, there's this big element of charitable giving that comes into that overarching wealth management approach. Today, we're diving into charitable plan or charitable giving, that is. And really, what we're the gist of the episode today is to provide you, our audience, with this charitable planning primer, if you will, kind of the guidelines as to what charitable giving looks like within a given wealth plan and what some of the options that are out there look like. You know, Mark's been doing this, like I said at the beginning, for nearly four decades. It's the only thing he's ever done professionally. I mean, so he has got a ton of experience within this realm, and we're happy to have him aboard to kind of walk us through what these, you know, different options look like for charitable giving. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Mark out to say hi, and of course, get the conversation rolling. Mark, how are you doing today? Good to see you. Hey, Ryan, it's great to be here again today. I'm looking forward to our topic. It's a, it's a wonderful one, uh, one that so many more people are, are being uh, interested in. And uh, so I know you're going you're gonna to help us unpack. Absolutely. And I think a good place, Mark, for us to get this conversation rolling is to kind of give a high level overview, right? It's always a good spot to start. So I, you know, let's just look at planned giving, right? It can help you do well financially while also doing good for others. It's a dual threat approach when it comes to planned giving. So when you provide meaningful financial support to causes that you care about, there's obviously that that potential tax break element that comes into play that we're going to address. So First question for you, Mark, is charitable giving a topic that many of your clients or prospective clients are asking you about these days? Like how much of an interest would you say there are, uh, or there is rather in charitable giving as a whole among the people that you deal with? Oh, oh, Ryan, it's, it's growing all the time. You know, let, let's, let's look at it this way. You know, there's a fellow by the name of Steve Jobs who ran the company by the name of Apple, right? Now he talked about making a dent in the universe, and I can tell you, in our experience, one of the top five key financial issues we hear about from our clients, you know, on, on an ongoing basis, you know, uh, including including entrepreneurs, business owners, and affluent, uh, you know, individuals and families, is charitable giving. Okay, they all want to know how do we get started, how do we do it right, and then, or if they're doing it already, they want to know how can we do it better. So they want to know, you know, that, uh, or I should say, they know that you know, being philanthropic is a great driver why many of them want to grow their wealth. You know, for example, there was a survey done recently you know, of business owners, and I think the number was 71% or more. It was nearly three quarters of all the business owners surveyed. They said that they wanted to build additional wealth. And one of the reasons they wanted to build additional wealth was that so they could be more financially supportive of their favorite charities and causes. So, wow. Tell me about that. Yeah, so definitely there is an interest in this among the conversation that you've been having with clients and what you've seen in your experiences. So that being said, let's flip to the wealth planning, the financial planning element as a whole. How does wealth planning fit into this desire among the affluent to give back? Planning. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all realize most often the best results in life usually come from a great plan, right? 
it's not common to stumble on great wealth. It's not common to stumble on world-class performance. I, I think we all understand that, but it also holds true when you think about philanthropy, because, you know, when, what is charitable planning? Charitable planning really is the process of making a significant charitable gift. It's, it's how you do it. It's how you line that gift up, right? And, uh, you know, either you can make this gift while you're alive or you can make it at death. And, you know, that gift is usually part of a much broader financial and or estate plan. Uh, it's the way it works. They work hand in hand. They are synergistically tied to each other. So it's planning that's really designed to take your bigger picture into account. But let me make one distinction here because it's it's critical, and that is there's planning. I'm sorry, there's planning that that helps you design giving, and then there's planning that helps you design smart giving. And you know, smart giving it that's usually best accomplished as part of your overall financial plan. So you know by considering the various as you know assets. Uh, and uh, and possessions and businesses and real property that you own, okay, and how they're structured, how you own them, okay, you can plot a path to results that's really worthwhile, not just for you and your family, uh, or and, and or your heirs, but also your business if you own one, and of course for the charitable organization. Uh, so to get those results, charitable planning, it's got to be coordinated with your state and income tax planning. And that state and income tax planning, you have to consider using you know, the most advanced legal and tax strategies uh, and sometimes special products uh, available in the, in the financial marketplace. Roger that. So really wealth planning as a whole incorporates this element of charitable giving to make sure it's done effectively, done right. And, and when done right, it, it sounds like it can benefit a lot of different parties involved. So Mark, let's get that conversation started. Those questions that you're asked on a regular basis by clients when it comes to charitable giving, where to begin? So where do you begin your first approach, uh, you know, towards this issue of smart charitable planning? Yeah, Ryan, you're absolutely right. You know, charitable planning is one of the five important things our clients tell us that they really care about. But, you know, philanthropy in itself can take a whole number, a whole, you know, a whole bunch of different forms. And there are many ways that you can accomplish your charitable giving objectives. But generally speaking, charitable gifts, you know, will provide you with a financial benefit on, on top of tax deductions. And these benefits, you know, that were put into the tax code specifically to encourage charitable giving. You know, so for us, one of the first steps we take in helping a client with their charitable planning efforts is to help them understand the charitable giving relationships because there's a variety of different ways to do it. And it starts, let's say, with, you know, bequest through your will, maybe to donor advised funds and all the way up to private foundations with men, which many of our clients uh, utilize in their overall financial planning. Roger that, Mark. So, hey, let's go ahead and explore some of these foundational methods then of planned charitable giving. And, you know, what are some of the options that you might consider for somebody that's just getting started in this realm? So, like your overall wealth and financial planning, it's it's really personal. So, it depends on each individual's goals and resources, depends on their level of interest in giving you know, to what extent do they want to become philanthropically inclined? So someone who wants to dive in deep right from the start may be best served with a relatively complex approach. But we don't, we find in general, you know, most 
people are going to look at their will as the first place to become philanthropically inclined. So a bequest in your will, that's the simplest way to give. And it's one of the, you know, one of the most common ways to do it. So you leave a charitable gift in your will and the gift goes to charity while that will is getting probated, you know, when you're not here any longer. So that charitable bequest could meet the personal needs of, of most people. And it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to require a great deal of planning while you're alive. Also that bequest doesn't necessarily demand a lot of administrative oversight either. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to have your attorney adjust the beneficiaries in your will. So the estate at when you're here no longer, you know, the estate is simply going to pay out the designated amount to the charity, you know, during that probate period when your will is being settled. The will bequests, you know, they can be, you know, typically are convenient because the assets are still available to you during your lifetime, should you need to use them. So you're not giving it away when you're alive, you're going to give it away when you're, when you're gone. And in addition to that, your estate also will be able to take a, an estate tax deduction for the value, for the value uh, of whatever the assets are that you're going to leave in that charitable bequest from your will. Sure, that that makes sense. And obviously, through through the will, that's probably one of the more, you know, generalized or, or just popular options for charitable giving, you know, after somebody passes, you know, the money going towards an organization that, that they care about. Mark, what would you say might be the next level if you know, if somebody is maybe wants to get into charitable giving during their lifetime, not part of their will necessarily, what would be that next level of planned charitable giving? Sure. You know, there, there are several ways to go beyond the charitable gift that you, that you could make in your will. So let me, let me, let me just rattle a few of them down. You know, there were things like donor advised funds, which have become you know, increasingly more, more popular options, you know, over the, over the, the most recent years, because you can kind of think of a donor advised fund as uh, charities that invest in uh, pooled investment vehicles. You know, let's say similar to a mutual fund. The asset that you donate earns a federal income tax deduction for the year you donate it, and it's on the entire value that you gift in the year you make the gift. But because, and, and, and that's possible because, you know, technically the donor advised fund is a nonprofit. So when you're ready and at your own pace, when you've made that gift, let's say you made the gift last year, when you're ready and, and you decide what your intentions are, you pinpoint certain charities and then you decide how much to give to each charity. And then the donor advised fund, they send a check to your chosen organizations. So in addition to the donor advised fund, which again, kind of resembles a mutual fund in some ways. Uh, similarly, there are pooled income funds, which to some degree, it looked like also look like a mutual fund. The major difference is that these pooled income funds uh, are specifically designed for donors who give to only one charity. So donors con contribute securities, cash, or other types of appreciated assets to the pooled income fund. And then the charity manages those assets inside the fund. Now you get a tax deduction in the year that you make that contribution. And it's, and it's actuarially determined based upon the value of the gift that you pass to the charity. The, these pooled income funds are, are usually helped to eliminate capital gains taxes for gifts of appreciated assets. So it's a very useful tool in that process. It's also an effective tool, uh, you know, used to help reduce your estate tax liability. 
So Mark, I hear you with both those funds. Let's turn the heat up a little bit on charitable giving. Are there maybe some more advanced options for, you know, philanthropists or even would be philanthropists? Maybe they're, they're interested in getting to that, that status, that level of charitable giving. Uh, what would those more advanced options look like beyond just what you had mentioned, the donor advised funds or the, the pooled income funds? Absolutely. So, you know, this is where you kind of move up the giving ladder, right, in terms of complexity. And, and sometimes the options that you'll look at in either individually or in combination of strategies, right, are things such as charitable trust. Uh, and for most people with, you know, with significant wealth and, and strong charitable intent, these charitable trusts can be an extremely effective planned gift. And they're basically well, let's see, there are basically two types of, of charitable trust. There's a charitable remainder trust. And this is where, as part of the gift, the trust provides income back to you for your lifetime or for a set number of years. So you make a gift to the trust and immediately this trust can start paying you back income off those assets, even though you've given them to the trust. So once the trust is terminated, that's when you know one or more charities that you've chosen in advance are going to receive the remainder of the assets, hence the name charitable remainder trust that were held in that trust that were providing that income to you. Another type of charitable trust is called a charitable lead trust. So charitable remainder trust, this one's a charitable lead trust. And this is where you transfer assets to the trust for life or a specific number of years. Okay. And then the trust income is paid to your charity of choice. At the end of the specific number of years, okay, when the trust expires, the assets in the trust are either returned to you or passed on to your estate or onto your heirs. So charitable remainder trust provides you an income, the charity gets the remainder, charitable lead trust, the charity gets the income, and you, your estate or your heirs get the remainder. These, these trusts and various different strategies are most often used in combination. They're used in a uh, an overall strategy that provide that is composed of several different elements, several different strategies inside this one overall charitable strategy. Okay, uh, so that speaks to the actual trust accounts. Now let's talk about what's kind of like at the top of the food chain that many of our clients uh, own, or I should say, they have created and manage, and they are called private foundations, okay? These are private, nonprofit entities, and they receive uh, most of the contributions from a single affluent family or an individual. And uh, as a private foundation, they're required at a minimum to distribute 5% of the foundation's assets each and every year. But I can tell you, the, uh, the families for which that we have created private foundations, it has been immensely valuable to them not only because they get to endow other charities each and every year with that minimum 5% distribution, but the other types of income, the psychic income that the family gains, the uh, status uh, in their communities that the family is, uh, it just comes along with it. The ability for the family and the children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren to be involved in the foundation and the decision-making process and training them while they're while you're still here so that they can run the foundation later on and not to mention in some cases they can even get compensated to do so 
Oh man, Mark. So yeah, no, I totally hear you there on being on the top of the food chain there, being both between the charitable trusts, the private foundation, some incredible options for making an impact, you know, through the charitable giving, but of course, receiving some other intangible benefits of this process. And, and Mark, that being said, if somebody's here in our conversation today and whether they fall in this realm of, Hey, they want to, you know, go through the will process and give a charitable gift through their will all the way up to the private foundation conversation. If they're charitably inclined and they want to make giving as a part of their larger wealth plan, who should they then look to for support, for guidance, for instruction on, on taking these next steps and, and getting, getting that process started? Well, let's begin by using a real simple analogy. Rarely do you see surgeons operating on themselves. So taking a do-it-yourself approach to charitable planning, while it's possible, it's not really recommended because you can miss something small that can really have a truly important uh, 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 impact on your bottom line wealth, and maybe that charitable element might not even work the way you intended it to for the charity. But you got to keep in mind, there are many moving parts to coordinating a planned giving uh, effort, and, and, and primarily because of the multiple parties involved, right? You've got donors and families and charitable organizations, trustees, advisors. And by the way, what about the guy that we're all trying to uh, we're going to be legal, but we're trying to pay the, the minimum amount of taxes as possible because that's what the tax law allows us to do. So, you know, we have to provide for the fact that the tax man is involved in these transactions too, in addition to all those people we just chatted about. But I'm going to say this, there's, there's actually good news uh, with regard to charitable planning. And, you know, it's often facilitated by an, uh, an array of different professionals. And, and that includes, you know, many working within the charitable organizations themselves can provide help and assistance in this area. But in addition to that, many high caliber, many of the elite wealth managers, philanthropic advisors, private client lawyers, and accountants, you know, they can help you to evaluate whether or not charitable, charitable gifts even make any sense for you to be involved with, whether or not it makes sense for you to be philanthropically inclined. So, and they can help you to determine which are the optimal choices for your financial circumstances. Let me, let me underline that again. They can help you to determine which are the optimal choices for your financial uh, circumstances. So, you know, their expertise is also critical and central in helping you to implement whatever strategy you choose. These are not simple things. It's not a do-it-yourself project for most people. Mark, I loved your analogy at the beginning there. Yes, a doctor doesn't do surgery on himself. Uh, the, it's really, you're right. While the intent might be there, uh, you know, coming from a good place for somebody to want to give to a charitable organization and make an impact with their, their wealth, you know, it can backfire in some ways. And by not working with the right professionals to go about this, this great idea that may have been, uh, you know, really genuinely motivated internally by somebody could turn out to not be so beneficial for anybody involved. And obviously you, you want to do everything you can to avoid that certain circumstance. So I want to just echo your point and hey, engage the right professionals. A lot of our conversations come back to that. And it sounds like for this as well, 
engage the right professionals, work with the team around you to, to figure out what options make sense, what options are the best for you and your picture. So that way, you know, you can make the impact you want to make at the end of the day. Uh, so Mark, as, as we're coming to a head here with our conversation today, really my final question for you is, would be, you know, what is the most important aspect of charitable planning and charitable giving that you ultimately want you know, your clients when you're having these conversations to keep in mind as they're thinking about giving back? Well, Ryan, that's the perfect question to ask. You know, quite simply, you have to consider that charitable intent must come first. Yes, charitable gifts can produce some, you know, substantial, you know, benefits for the donors. But if the tax mitigation is your only concern, or if it's your primary concern, I'm telling you now, there are other wealth management strategies and techniques that are separate from plan giving that are likely to provide you much better results. So the charitable intent is so critical. If you don't sincerely care about meaningfully supporting any charities or causes, then charitable gifts and charitable planning is probably not for you charitable intent. That's the critical element. However, if certain charities and causes are dear to you, then philanthropy can be a very effective way for you to do something truly worthwhile for others while doing financially well for you and your family. It just, they work hand in hand, but the charitable intent is paramount. Makes sense to me. It really comes back to that that urge to really try and make an impact with with your wealth in this in this way, shape, and form. So, Mark, really appreciate you you know taking some time out of your day to be a part of the conversation. And if somebody's interested, uh, you know, in our audience from listening, watching the conversation today, and they want to continue this conversation with you and your team over at Echelon Family Office, maybe get your in you know further insights on their their particular wealth plan, how charitable giving might work for them. They want to talk to you and your team. How should how should they go? about reaching out to you guys. Absolutely, Ryan. So, you know, if anybody listening today is interested in those five critical things our clients tell us are most important to them, and charitable planning is one of those five, they can reach me, they can they can reach us through our website, which is www.echelonoffice, that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N office.com. They can contact me directly. Uh, through uh, through the email at mwade, that's M-W-A-D-E at echelonwealth.com, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word wealth.com, or they can just call us 888-892-9882. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Mark. And look, hey, appreciate you again, carving out some time out of your day to, you know, jump aboard, provide some value for our audience and, and kind of share those industry insights. And I'll tell you what, Mark, I'm always looking forward to our next episode. So can't wait for it when we sit down to, to dive into another topic together. Great, Ryan. It's always a pleasure. Uh, today was a great topic. Uh, more and more people are interested in this topic that we talked about today. Alrighty, awesome, Mark, and I would I would absolutely agree. Uh, but also, we want to take one final moment to thank you, of course, our audience, for jumping aboard today's conversation. As always, you hear me say it once, you'll hear me say it a thousand times. Take some time to like our show, comment on it, subscribe to it on any platform that you're checking us out on, and then, of course, share this information. Our conversations are ultimately meant for you to help you optimize your own financial world. 
Today it was charitable giving. Next time it's gonna be a different wealth management related strategy that we would hate for you to miss out on. So for Mr. Mark Wade, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're saying so long today and we thank you so much once one more final time for joining us on today's edition of Optimizing Your Financial World.